Welcome to the WVS Podcast, brought to you by WeddingVideographySchool.com, your online resource for building a wedding videography business from start to finish. And now, here's your host, Michael Lee Ring. Hey everyone, this is Michael with WeddingVideographySchool.com. You're listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast, Q&A Episode 3. On this episode, I want to address an email that I received from John in California this week. He said that he had a wedding coming up this weekend, um, and he wanted to know, you know, is there anything that I should know going into my first wedding uh, that you think would be helpful? He did let me know that he doesn't have his own equipment yet, um, so he's borrowing a friend's uh, Panasonic GH4 and a, uh, he's got a, another friend who's gonna help him second shoot, and he's using a Canon 5D Mark III. So it sounds like they have a couple cameras, and I think he also mentioned a glide cam. Um, <clears throat> so he's got, he's got two cameras, and it sounds like a little bit of stabilizing equipment. Um, I don't know if he's got any audio equipment or anything like that. Um, so I'm gonna do my best to answer this question based on you know, the, the simple info that I do know. Uh, he said it's a friend's wedding. So the first thing I'll say is, um, you know, wed- shooting a wedding for a friend can be a little tricky because on one hand, you wanna do something nice for your friend. A lot of times if your friend is hiring you, um, you know, if, especially if you're new, you know, it might be because, you know, they just don't have the money to hire someone more experienced. So they're, they're asking you to do it. Um, in which case, you know, they shouldn't expect perfection, right? Um, and, and usually, I've shot a couple weddings with friends and it, it's, all, it's always turned out pretty well. Um, but I do recognize the potential for, you know, things to get a little bit hairy if, if you screw up and your friend is unhappy. Um, it would be a real shame to, <laughs> to lose a friendship uh, over over something, you know, getting messed up in a wedding video. So as long as your friends are super cool, super laid back and understand that, hey, this is your first wedding, um, it's a live event, things could go wrong, and um, they do. Um, I know for me, they rarely go wrong, but they do go wrong. Uh, you know, this, this last ceremony I just did up here in Vail, um, which I'm driving back, uh, I'm driving back home right now, actually. That's why the recording sounds maybe a little different than what you're used to. <clears throat> um, the ceremony, uh, we, we had everything set up for this ceremony, and <laughs> we're outside on this beautiful lawn. Everybody is seated. The ceremony is, like, literally about to start, and the sprinkler system comes on, and everybody goes fleeing. Um, I'm trying to co- – I've got my – cameras covered with towels because um, luckily because the sun was like really hot uh, and I didn't want my cameras to overheat so I had them covered up with white towels Um, but then I had a whole box my my whole pelican case full of equipment was sitting right next to a sprinkler head and it was open with all my mics and everything laid out in there so I could see everything and adjust all my audio levels and everything and it just got soaked everything of mine got soaked um people were flipping over chairs trying to run out of there um and in the end (laughs) it ended up 
okay. I was able to reset everything up. Nothing got ruined. Um, you know, partly because I use really great equipment. Uh, had I been using a piece of crap microphone from some off brand, you know, company, maybe things wouldn't have turned out so well. Um, but basically it, it turned out to be kind of funny. Um, but things can and do go wrong. And, you know, I've shot over a hundred weddings and things still happen. You know, I, uh, it was last weekend that I double punched, uh, if you're not familiar with the term double punched, it means you were recording, uh, and then you thought you weren't recording. So you hit the record button again and stopped the recording when you meant to actually be filming. Um, I double punched a bouquet toss. Uh, I was set up, rolling, ready to go, and for some reason in my mind, I thought, oh, I need to hit record. <laughs> and when I did that, it stopped the recording, she threw the bouquet, and then when I was done, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna hit stop, I ended up hitting record again. So, stuff like that, no matter how experienced you are, it does happen. Um, so, as long as your friends, as long as you've set the expectations for your friends, I don't see too much of an issue of, uh, of, of you know ruining a friendship but in some ways I do feel like shooting wedding videos for your friends is kind of like you know if you're a landlord maybe you shouldn't let your relatives live in one of your rental properties right because uh, what happens if they stop paying rent you know are you going to evict your own relatives you know that stuff gets pretty tricky um, so I would just say be careful whenever you're shooting a friend's wedding um, but let me get back to the main meat of your question, which is what advice do you have for someone shooting a wedding for the first time? And that's really a great question. I don't know that I could just ever really give um, a really complete answer to that question, though, because there are so many different variables, um, you know, based on each wedding. I mean, every wedding is the same in a lot of ways, but every wedding is a little bit different. The people are different. The Maybe the planner is different, or the photographer is different, or the DJ, the different vendors. Um, the bride and groom have their own personalities. The wedding party and the guests. Um, I've been to weddings where the guests are amazing. They're so friendly. They make you feel like you're, you're not working the wedding. They make you feel like you're there because you're part of their family. And that's, that's incredible. And I mean, it's not very often, but those weddings do happen and that's, that's always really fun. But then there's other weddings where, you know, guests are just kind of douchebags to be really honest with you. Um, I, you know, it's not very often. I've only done like one or two weddings where I thought the bride and groom were kind of, um, arrogant or pretentious or whatever. Um, so, you know, luckily that, that seems to be few and far between, but you know, those, those different variables can really affect um, how the wedding goes and how you feel that day and your performance um, and things like vendors. You know, do you have a photographer who hates videographers? <laughs> That's not uncommon. I mean, there are photographers out there that I've worked with who say I hate videographers and they'll tell me that the second, like the first thing out of their mouth is not, hey, how's it going? It's, hey, I know how videographers are, you better stay out of my shot or whatever. Um, and I, I really do try to respect photographers and stay out of their shots as much as possible. Um, and I found that you know the photographers that bitch and moan the most about 
videographers tend to be the photographers that get in my shot all the time, right? The pe so like I'll hang back and let them do their thing um, only to realize that they'll step in front of me at like every turn, right? And then at the end of the night, they always say, oh, you were the best videographer to work with. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> like you weren't really the best photographer to work with. Um, you know, cause there are great photographers out there that I've worked with who are extremely respectful of me and of themselves, right? They, they know they need the shot. They know I need the shot and we work together. I've had photographers like lay down uh, during the ceremony <laughs> in front of my back camera, which they didn't really have to go that far, but they did it just to be nice and to um, make sure I had my shot. So um, I don't wanna bash photographers out there because there are, there are some really great photographers out there that I enjoy working with. Um, but all those things can, can really impact how your shoot goes. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I don't have a complete answer for you, John, but um, I'm gonna hit on three main topics today that I think uh, will help you out. Uh, maybe not for this wedding, because I think uh, that wedding was yesterday for you, um, but in weddings going forward, I think uh, all these things can be uh, beneficial for you. Um, number one is think about what the end product is gonna look like. If you don't have a lot of um, equipment, right? And so maybe you don't have all the audio equipment that you feel like you need, um, then it might be hard for you to put together, you know, like a, a highlight video of the day that has sound bites and toasts um, and, you know, a lot of great audio from the actual day. So if that's the case, then you might consider um, just doing what I call like a montage highlight video, right? Where you just focus on getting really cool shots, really great imagery, and then put that to music, right? So that way you don't really have to worry about um, the audio part. You don't really have to worry about having a great uh, recording of the ceremony and stuff like that. Um, but make sure, you know, if you are gonna do that, make sure your clients know ahead of time uh, you don't want your clients thinking that you're gonna produce like uh, the Steven Spielberg styled movie with like all this great audio and stuff, but then find out that you can't even hear their vows or whatever. Um, so basically, you know, you want you want your you want your clients in this case, you want your friends to know, hey, here's exactly what you can expect from me. And if that's a montage video with with cool imagery set to you know hopefully licensed music. Um, then let them know that that's what it's gonna be. Um, and uh, so yeah, and if you do have audio equipment um, and you do have a great audio setup, which is something I, I'll cover in a different episode of the podcast because there's a lot of information, um, you know, when it comes to, to, um, to audio to, to consider. I have a very specific setup that I like to use, so I'll try to get to that in a different episode, but. If you do have a great audio setup, then by all means, um, use it. I would recommend that you start setting up for the ceremony an hour early. Um, that's just kind of my policy, just because every once in a while I have an issue. Um, I remember one time I was doing a ceremony uh, at a place that I had worked at before and with uh, wireless laws that I'd used before. And for some reason, I couldn't get my wireless system to work. 
and I think it's the first time I ever had any real issues with it other than a little bit of interference every now and then um, but I just could not get uh, a signal like I could not I mean it didn't matter what channel I was on it didn't matter how many times I scanned new frequencies and selected available frequencies and synced the microphones I just could not get it to work um, so you know in a situation like that you want to have time to troubleshoot so I had to have time to figure out what I was gonna do. And thankfully, because I started setting up an hour early, I had that time. Uh, so don't wait you know, 15 minutes before the ceremony to start setting up, because if anything goes wrong, you're not gonna have time to fix it before the ceremony starts. And you, don't, you really don't wanna ask the planner or the bride and groom or anyone to delay the ceremony so that you can figure out why your equipment isn't working the way it normally does. Um, so that's my advice there. Uh, you know, and uh, it's, it'd be easy for me to just say, hey, make a great video, right? Like that's my advice for your first wedding. Just do a great job, <laughs> you know? But it, it's such a dumb answer because there's just so much to weddings and there's so many little things that you're gonna learn as you do more and more weddings that I can't really tell you about. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to kind of tell you about some things, but there's a lot of things that you're gonna just kind of notice about planners and vendors and weddings in general. Just like these little nuances uh, that you start to pick up on after a while. And I'll give you a couple examples, but first I wanna say that, so first focus on what kind of video you're gonna do, right? That's, that's step number one to shooting your first wedding. Uh, step number two, is be professional um, you know there's a lot of people out there especially in the wedding industry that just aren't professional I mean you might meet them at first and on your first impression is that they're very professional but you start hanging out with, with them a little bit more and you realize that you know they say things that they shouldn't say at times that they shouldn't say anything at all um, they maybe they bitch and complain about a photographer um, like at the actual reception and there's like guests like walking around and they're just like complaining um, you know I just I did a ceremony a few weeks ago where this DJ was setting up a PA system for the ceremony and he was like yelling at his underlings while he's setting up like no move move that cable over there Tony I said hey Tony listen to me I what did I tell you blah 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 like, he's just going off on like these employees of his and I mean it was so unprofessional and the guy was like I could tell he was really nervous um, I knew it wasn't his first wedding I don't know how I know but I know it wasn't his first wedding but he was like really anxious and nervous about setting up for this ceremony which in some ways I understand because I've shot over a hundred weddings and I still get you know kind of nervous before the ceremony because it's a very important part of the day it's pretty much the whole reason why you're there um, and you want to make sure everything goes right and you got a couple who this is their wedding day it's very important to them it's very special it means a lot to them and you don't want to be the person to screw it up so I have that same feeling going into every project that I shoot but so I understand where this DJ is coming from but 
you know, to be screaming and yelling at people while guests are being seated. I mean, it's just embarrassing. I, like, I felt awkward just being around him. I mean, I'm sure the guests felt really awkward, but as a vendor, um, I, <laughs> I know people probably didn't think that I had anything to do with this guy, but I, I didn't want people to think that, you know, that he, him and I had any sort of ties. Um, you know, sometimes when people see me over by the DJ booth, like plugging in my equipment, they think maybe I'm with the DJ or something. Um, <laughs> sometimes people think I'm the photographer. Uh, sometimes people think they can come up and request a song from me for some reason. So, <laughs> so I'm standing there. I'm like totally embarrassed because this guy is just going off. And you know, it's things like that. Like you really, when you're at a wedding, just focus on what you're doing. Focus on your work. Be very respectful of the people around you. That includes guests, um, obviously the bride and groom. Be re very respectful um, to photographers and other vendors, even if you don't like them, right? I've had photographers, man, and honestly, I really do, I really do get along with most of the photographers that I work with. Um, I am, I really value them and I respect that they gotta get their shot and I respect that I gotta get my shot. So, you know, it's not uncommon for me to step in their way every once in a while, you know, maybe three times in a day, I kind of like, you know, take charge a little bit, right? Um, but hardly at all. Um, and they always step in my shot way more than I step in theirs. And, you know, I just realized that that's part of, that's part of the job, it's gonna happen. And, you know, maybe some people listening to this may not agree with me, um, but, you know, I, I try not to get upset. Uh, I really try to um, just take it in stride and know that I'm gonna, I got another camera angle. Hopefully their second shooter isn't standing in front of that. And if they are, then oh well. I'll, I'll make the highlight video look awesome and maybe the ceremony edit has a bunch of photographers in every shot. But, um, you know, that's something the bride and groom can talk to the photographers about, not me, you know, so. Um, the point is, be very respectful. I'm always respectful. Even if I'm pissed off about something, I, <laughs> I just shove it deep down inside and wait till I get home to vent to my friends or family or whatever. Um, because the worst thing you can do is show anger or um, let your emotions get the best of you at an event. I mean, it, it really can be embarrassing. I've seen people flip out at weddings and it's just, it's embarrassing. And I think later on, they really regretted it. You know, at the time, they're like, I don't care. I'll say whatever I want. This is bullshit, you know? Like, I've, and I apologize for the language if, for some of you that don't uh, curse. Um, I, I do swear occasionally, so. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so, you know, things happen and I get it, like, you can be angry, but just keep that stuff to yourself till you get home. Um, be professional, be professional people. That's, that's like really key. It'll get you really far um, with planners and other vendors. I mean, I know people that like to network. That's like their thing is they like networking. They like having really cool business cards and passing them out. But you know what beats a business card every time? Just being professional, just being somebody that other people wanna be around. Um, that planners want to be around, that uh, photographers want to be around. Because planners 
recommend me a lot. So I get a good amount of my business from planners. I also get a small chunk of my business from photographers that recommend me. Um, I have photographers tell me all the time, like, oh, like you are so easy to work with. Can I recommend you to my couples? Uh, they always ask me if I know any good videographers and I don't really because all the other ones get in my shot or whatever. So being professional and being courteous and kind is gonna get you more bookings. Um, you know, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not a week from now, but I'm telling you, I can't, I can't stress how important being professional is. It's gotten me a ton of bookings over the years. Um, so that's, that's my second, that's my second step to shooting a successful uh, first wedding. My third uh, piece of advice is deliver a great product and a great customer experience. All right, make sure that your customers are satisfied. And I could probably do a whole nother episode about just what my, and maybe I will, just a whole overview of what my definition of customer satisfaction looks like. Um, you know, how I handle edit requests, different things like that. Um, but for me, delivering a great product is key. And you know, how do you do that? Sometimes, sometimes delivering a great product um, means planning way in advance for a wedding that you're gonna shoot, right? So making sure you have the itinerary, making sure you know what the couple wants out of their video, making sure you know what you know they like or dislike about other wedding videos that they've seen. Um, so creating a great product starts with the planning phase and then obviously the shooting, you know, filming the wedding, that's very important. Uh, making sure that your cameras, uh, if you're using multiple cameras, that the white balances and ISOs and stuff are, are matched uh, for the most part. Um, and I understand that you can't always, you know, match everything exactly, but getting things as close to po as as close as possible to how you want them to look in the edit. Um, you know, I'd say when you're shooting, don't don't go out and just shoot. Like, think about what the important shots are. Um, you know, think about how you're going to tell a story. Um, don't just go out and spray the whole wedding and come back with a bunch of random shots. <laughs> you know, because that doesn't really tell the story and. There's a great uh, company out in California called Still Motion, and some of you guys might have heard of them. They uh, they do some really cool stuff. They do high-end production stuff now. Um, I know they've done some like uh, NFL, some stuff for NFL and CBS and stuff. So uh, they've really become quite successful at what they do. Um, but they started out shooting weddings, and I remember reading a blog post from them one time back when they were still dabbling in weddings a little bit and I don't know that they really do it anymore I could be wrong but um, you can check out their website at stillmotion.ca um, and I remember they did this blog post on telling many stories right so something really simple like um, a bride getting a, a card from her room on her wedding day before the wedding like how do you tell this story of something so simple well you just sequence your shots right so maybe you have a shot of a bridesmaid getting the card from the groom and then maybe you see her feet walking in the hallway and then maybe you see her the, a close-up of the card in her hand 
and then maybe you see her open the door to the bridal suite and then you have a shot of uh, her walking in and giving the card to the bride and then you have a close-up of the bride opening the card and then you have a close-up of her face as she's reading the card and then maybe you have a wide shot where she's in the middle of the room and maybe all the bridesmaids are around her or she's by herself or something like getting this variety of shots to tell this very simple story um, you know it's like you might sit there and think well <laughs> the bride got a card from the groom it, to a lot of people that might just be one shot or two shots right but you can make it 10 shots and if you edit them you know really quick in succession then you have like a little mini story that took something extremely simple and made it compelling. Um, so that, that idea of mini stories, which I, you know, I still remember from still motion, uh, you know, that that's been really great for me. So when you're shooting, don't just shoot random shots and get one shot of every little thing, because then you're not going to be able to tell a story with that. You're just going to have a bunch of it's gonna be like a puzzle, you know? Like, how are you gonna put this together? So when you're, when you're thinking through your video, come up with a formula beforehand and have an idea of like, if I could make this video look like anything, what would it look like? The other key to delivering a great product is putting time in on the post-production side. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten back, I thought my shoe went really great, and then I find out that maybe my second shooter didn't have the white balance that I told him to have, right? So maybe I have one camera that's, my camera, which always looks perfect, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but uh, you know, usually I, I trust my camera a little bit more than other people's. Uh, but you know, sometimes I have, you know, maybe the second shooter just forgot that, hey, I said, hey, make sure you change the white balance to tungsten or, you know, 5300 or whatever. Um, you know, and so now I've got two clips that look totally different and I have to cut between them. Well, now I gotta put in some extra time with the three-way color corrector or color restart or whatever it is that you're using to kind of mess with colors. Uh, now I, maybe I gotta spend like three hours, well, hopefully not three hours, but maybe I gotta spend an hour um, getting, getting it back to where it needs to be. Um, that's not totally uncommon and you know, just putting in that extra time to make things look good is important. That's that's part of having a quality product. If you need to spend, you know, a whole day looking for the right song to use, then do it. Um, you know, it's there's there's a business side of me that says let's get this project done as quickly as possible, um, so that I can take on more projects and make more money. Um, but there's also uh, a side of me that knows that if I want to charge more money and if I want to shoot less weddings and make the same or more amount of money, my product has to be top notch, right? So um, really spending the time on the video, even when it kind of sucks, even when you don't feel creative, just putting in the work is really important. So that's that's my tip with that. and. You know, the, I talked sort of about satisfaction and client experience. What I'll say about that is, you know, one tip is, <laughs> here's, here's something I used to do when I first started out shooting weddings, and I regret it. I used to be really talkative with the bride and groom. 
I used to like try to be buddy buddy with them on the day of the shoot. Um, and, I, and before I would leave, I would go up to them and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm taking off. I hope, I hope everything is great, blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe I'd even pose for a picture with them. You know, and over the years I've learned that bride, and this really kind of struck me, especially after I got married myself. The bride and groom do not have much time. You might think, oh, they have all day to enjoy their wedding day. So if I talk to them just for a few minutes, what's the big deal? Well, when I was at, you know, when my wife and I got married, um, we had people from all over the country fly in to be at our wedding. You know, we had friends there, we had family there, we had extended family that we like never get to see. And there were so many people to talk to. It was, it was overwhelming. We couldn't possibly talk to everybody who was there. And, you know, I felt really bad because there were people that took off work, um, who hopped on a plane to come all the way across the country uh, to come to the wedding. And we could only talk to them for like 60 seconds because um, we felt like we needed to say hi to everybody. And so, you know, your, your bride and groom is feeling that on their wedding day. They, it's not even really, that's why the wedding day is such a blur to the bride and groom because they have to talk to all these people. They don't remember a ton from their wedding. Um, you know, they remember they had to talk to Aunt, Aunt uh, Shirley or whatever. And so that 60 seconds that you're taking up at the end of the night by talking to them or trying to get a picture with them so you can Instagram it or whatever, that's precious time to them. And so I've kind of learned that I'd, you know, and if people want to do that, that's cool. I'm not going to tell other videographers what to do. You know, most of this show is just my opinion, but you know, I just don't do it anymore. I let the bride and groom be. I try to say as little as possible. I'm there to work. I'm there to focus on what I'm doing. I'm there to uh, be of any assistance that I can to, um, you know, maybe the planner, or the, the other vendors. I'm there to make a good impression and I'm good. I'm there to make an awesome video. I'm not there to socialize. I'm not there to uh, try to be a cool videographer who's got like all these relationships with his clients from all over the world and things are awesome. I don't know why I tried to do that in like a Austrian Arnold Schwarzenegger accent or whatever, but <laughs> you know, like I, and there's people that I've seen that, you know, their whole business is based on like, look how many friends I have. You know, I'm friends with all my couples. And the fact is, is like most of my couples don't really want to be friends with me. They want me to shoot an amazing video for them because that they know that's what I do. And, you know, they don't want to spend time on their wedding day talking to me. You know, they don't want to have to talk to their DJ and tell their DJ, okay, here's the songs I want you to play. That should already be done, you know? Um, so, you know, as far as customer experience and satisfaction goes, I would say do whatever it takes to make your clients happy. If they want, um, you know, an edit made, do the edit even... There's this great saying by the guy that um, I think started Ferrari or Lamborghini or something. I, I'll have to look up the quote, but the quote is basically, um, the customer isn't always right. And I think it's a fantastic quote. And it's a, it's a real honest uh, quote. But this, the idea is that um, when this guy was designing his cars that are you know, now known as like some of the most amazing cars in the world and the most desired cars, 
that people were like saying, hey, you should change this about the car. Uh, or the client would come in and say, oh, I don't like the way this spoiler looks or something like that, you know? And the idea is that this guy designing these cars knew exactly what he was doing. It's an art and he knew exactly how to do it. He knew how to make everything look amazing. Um, and people were coming in and customers were saying, oh, I don't like this about the car. And he's like, you know what, too bad. <laughs> don't buy my car then. This car isn't for you if you don't like it. Um, and you know, you now those are like the most desired cars in the world. Um, so I, I truly believe that the customer isn't always right. However, if you wanna run a really successful business, one of the best ways to do it, especially in the world of, of weddings um, where brides have a lot of fear going into their wedding planning because they've never most brides have never planned a wedding before they don't know what to expect uh, a lot of brides and grooms they don't know anything about video so they don't know you know the technical side of things they just trust that the videographer is being truthful with them saying I can make this great video for you so there's a lot of fear in them and you know the best thing that you can do is totally live up to the expectations that they have of you. And so, you know, if my client wants me to put in a shot of grandma um, that I don't really love, but it's the only shot of grandma that I have, then I'm gonna do it, you know? That doesn't mean I have to put that version of the video on my website. I'm Usually I just put my own version of the video on my website, like the first version that I edit is the one that I tend to like the most. And then the, the changes that my clients ask for, I tend to not like those videos as much. Um, you know, so those those kind of, I send those to the client, but I don't necessarily put them on the website. Um, so I would say, you know, just make sure that you're you're doing, doing your best and really giving the client what they want. Um, at the end of the day, you can always have your own version of the video. So uh, that is really my advice and my kind of ranting about, you know, a first-time wedding and maybe things to consider. I know I kind of ranted a little bit more than usual. Um, again, I'm driving up uh, in the mountains here and I'm dealing with traffic and uh, I, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I'm a little more scatterbrained than normal. So I hope, hope I really do hope that uh, that didn't uh, affect your listening experience too much and that you're still listening. Um, John also asked me uh, when I would, he said, I noticed you haven't been doing very many pod, or the last podcast was a while ago. Are you going to be making any more? I really want you to make more that I find them very useful. Uh, John, that's, yeah, I, I agree, man. Like I need to get my ass in gear because uh, I love doing these podcasts, but I have an, a newborn son. I think I've mentioned in other episodes and it's wedding season here in Colorado, and I've got a wife that wants to spend time with me occasionally. <laughs> and so it can be, it can just be really tough to find time to put these podcasts together, but I am gonna keep doing them. What you should do though, is you should subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's called Wedding Videography School Podcast. Um, you just go on iTunes, subscribe, and every time I put it out, put out a new episode, it will show up in your uh, podcast feed. Um, you can set up your 
mobile app or whatever, or iTunes, whatever you're using to show you like unplayed episodes or latest episodes. And so if you subscribe, you're actually gonna get the episodes a little bit sooner. Um, if you don't subscribe to this podcast, then uh, iTunes takes a few days to process uh, new podcasts for non-subscribers. So if you wanna listen to it the day it comes out, then uh, please subscribe. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed this podcast or if you found it useful, please go ahead and rate me on iTunes. Uh, Rate the podcast. Let me know uh, how it is. Let me know if there's certain topics you guys think I should cover. Let me know if you want more guests. Um, I'm working on uh, getting a guest um, for a a segment called uh, Ask a Wedding Planner. Um, I know a few of you have submitted your questions online at the website weddingvideographyschool.com, so I definitely appreciate that. I'm going to try to get a planner on to answer all those questions for you. Uh, It's a little tricky just with scheduling and everything, especially during wedding season, to to get someone to do that. Um, But I will get those questions answered for you, even if it's a month from now. I'm, (laughs) I'm dedicated to getting those answers, so I will do it. So keep those questions coming if you have questions for wedding planners um, or if you have questions about any other topic, just submit them online at weddingvideographyschool.com. I hope you guys have a great week. If you're out shooting uh, weddings this week, please uh, travel safe, be safe, be polite, and be a good videographer. There's enough bad ones out there. Uh, Until next time, I'm signing off from the road. This is Michael with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Take care, guys. We'll see you next time.